I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. Good morning. It's gross outside yeah, today. It is. I know. I had to wear pink. To brighten up the day. To brighten up the day. And to celebrate. I'm so excited. We've got a fun show. Oh, yeah. We've got, oh, <laughs> fun show. That's what we do. I know. We do fun shows on gloomy days. Why not? To, you know, bring a little sunshine bring into your world. Bring sunshine and love into the world. There we go. That's this holiday season. This holiday season. Well, you know, uh, December 1st was, was World AIDS Day. It sure was. Uh, it's a day that's dedicated to raising awareness about the AIDS pandemic and honoring those who have died from the disease. And, you know, new data released by the CDC shows a disparity in HIV prevention and care among BIPOC communities. We're going to be joined by Simone uh, Kaling. Chief Program Officer for AIDS Foundation Chicago, uh, to talk about the findings and what is to be done to fix we that. We need to learn and continue to harp on that message. Well, we know the AIDS Foundation Chicago, they are, they are on top of stuff. So oh, yeah. they will be addressing those, I'm sure. Absolutely. And of course... As you, it is December now. It the is. holidays it, it are in full. It turned December since I saw you last. It did. It did. They are in full swing. They those are. holidays now, and we're going to keep the Yuletide super duper gay around here uh, with the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus and the big Boro Ho Ho. I feel like there should be another ho at the end. Ho, ho, ho. I'll be the ho at the end. There oh, we yeah. are. Uh, they're going to be performing at the Auditorium Theater. What? And uh, the North Shore Center for the Performing Arts. Nice dicks, uh, yeah. I know, right? And they, I think they're going to be at Theater at Long Lake, too, for a whole other show. They're busy. They're busy. They deserve, busy. They deserve all that. Thing. I know. that We're going to be chatting with Artistic Director Jimmy Moorhead. And oh, I'm so flippin' excited. Um, they are one half of the legendary, amazingly fabulous cabaret duo, Kiki and Herb. Uh, They're coming to Park West on December 12th, and they are a trailblazer for trans rights, and just the general, the conversation around gender and identity. Justin Vivian Bond is going to be joining Mm -hmm. us in the second hour, and I, I promise I will not lose it. Okay, can I? You can definitely keep that one. Yeah, you can bet on that one. Yes, yes. Not good. You know what? When you lost it with Paul Williams, it was a beautiful, tender, poignant, real moment. So tender, poignant, real moment. It really was. I know. That's what we're about. I think I'm scared to cry in front of Justin Vivian. Okay, whatever the motivation is, to hold it together. They're amazing. I, I, I think I'm going to try and see that show next Sunday. I. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. Park West. Got my tickets. Great place to be. Got my tickets. Yeah. Ready to go. Woo. And of course, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio. And while you're there, give us a click and a like and a share and all that good stuff. But if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WCPT 820. And while you're at it, follow WCPT and our sister network, Heartland Signal, on all social medias. You know, Mm -hmm. the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitters, the TikToks, all of it. Are we on threads? We might be on threads. I don't even, threads. It's a new thing. Oh, yeah, well. And the look I, on your I'm face, you're like, what? I'm not I'm on not it either. On it. <laughs> well, apparently, it's like, I think it is like Facebook's answer to Twitter is how somebody explained oh, okay. it to me. That makes sense. They're yeah, meta. Yeah. Meta. That's a meta thing. Meta thing. So, mm-hmm. but you have to go in through your Instagram and if you, tr- yeah, it's a, I don't know. 
Okay, well, we'll I'm not on that. it right now, we'll but maybe we'll, we'll look into that. Sure, there we are. for the new year. Yeah, why not? Keep learning. Keep, keep learning. Keep lifelong evolving. learning. Yes. Lifelong learning. There we are. It's how you be sharp and frosty. That's what you got to do. There we are. Frosty. There we are. How are you doing, Ellen Miller? Uh, you know, I have had better weeks. I'm recovering from a bit of a cold. It's not COVID. I, I feel know. like you have to tell everybody I've tested twice. Tested. It's good. It's you're good. Like, it's you're good. like yeah. purgatory yeah. if you have a, a sneeze or runny nose or a cough anymore. But uh, yeah, it's just a cold. I hadn't had one in a long time. And There's something going around right now. Yeah, it's like there are definitely some cooties going around. A lot of people have the same thing. But um, I managed to rally and go see The Wiz oh. at the Cadillac Palace. Oh, it's a pre-Broadway run, and the cast is phenomenal. The yeah. songs are phenomenal. We had, I think, Eveline on the show. Melody. That's Melody Betts. Yeah, yeah. We, She's a local. I uh, know. We had her. Remember? Yeah, I thought she yeah, was. back in. Uh, she looked familiar because I had a good seat. I could actually see their faces. There we go. Well, in the summer, when, when they were doing their Broadway in Chicago uh, season announcement right. uh, down at um, Pritzker Pavilion, yeah. we had her on the show. She's fantastic. I bet. Yes, she is fantastic. The whole cast was, was wonderful. I mean, you know, they're, as with any pre-Broadway, and it's a, it's a new version of The Wiz. Um, play that first, I think, was 1972 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it's I just had a smile. Kathy and I had smiles on our faces the entire time. It was just a joy to behold both listening, you know, orally and visually. The sets and the costumes. Uh, that is what I've been reading, that they're like... They're just fantastic. They, they're just... I don't get caught up in that. It's not like my thing very often, but when I am caught up in it, I know it's something You're like, special. Whoa, yeah. yeah. So it's only here, I believe, till the 10th, so you only yeah, have like a, a week. short week. It's a yeah. short run. It'll be uh, opening on Broadway uh, uh, in March of 2024. It's a family-friendly show. They get, you know, they have some modern uh, jokes in there that are, you know, that reflect on modern times. It was funny because, you know, it was a diverse crowd, ethnically, of course. It's yeah. an all-black cast, which yeah. is how this play has always been, which is fantastic. Yeah. And there's always, when, when there's an African-American crowd in there, sometimes you get a little callback, like you're in oh, church. Oh, 100%. And, and at one point, Dorothy stood her ground, and they go, you you tell them, Dorothy. So, yeah, That's right. From Something like that from the back of the, and the, the, both uh, Dorothy and, and Eveline were just, they were, st- they were laughing. No, they, they broke. They broke a little bit. Fantastic. And they had to pause because the crowd started laughing. Uh-huh. Those are the special moments. Those are the best, but they're the best moments. Yeah. I love that when, like, you know, theater is able to just get everybody involved and riled up, but you got to talk back. Yeah, got to talk back. There was a little talk yeah. back. I hadn't seen it yet at Broadway in Chicago in all my years of going, but it was it was a funny moment and a fun moment for everybody. So I highly recommend The Wiz if you can get there. Uh, go check it go out. Go check it I out. Because when I think of home, I think of love. Bounding. Yes. that's mm. all, Yeah, there's some beautiful Be songs. Be a lion. Yeah. Be a lion. And the uh, scarecrow was, I would say, it's safe to say that he was very kind of non-binary. Okay. All right. <laughs> and very flamboyant. All right. Yeah. Come on, scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. So they've they've brought it into the uh, the, the current uh, world that we're living. So I, you know, it's not perfect. There's some things that can be obviously. That's why they do them. That's why they come to Chicago so they can iron out some of the details. yeah. Well, in Chicago, they'll let you know. They'll let you With know. Chicago audiences will let you know if it's good or not. Yep. So you know, that's what I did. Clearly, it's good because yeah. you. Have folks, you know, hollering and screaming. Oh yeah, and and the people were just way, way into it. I also did something that um, I've been wanting to do since 2017. What? 
I booked a cabin in the Shawnee National Forest for the <gasps> eclipse. I saw that. I, di- I didn't go in 2017. I was torn because I didn't you know, want to drive all the way down. I didn't really have a place to stay because, you know, things were already filled up. I mean, everything within miles of Carbondale and Macanda, uh, which is because that's of, like the ideal place to yeah, see the it. Shawnee National Forest is, is one of the top five places in the country to see. The solar, the solar eclipse. It's a total totality will happen for four and a half minutes. Wow. So now do you have you already started constructing your little shoe box? <laughs> yeah, I've got boxes. I've got little lenses. Although I used glasses last year. I went to Montrose Harbor and uh, just it was a cloudy day. You know, it could be a cloudy day, which impacts it, but it's something I want to do. Uh, I, I marked my calendar like years ago. When advance. is it? When is it? It's April 8th. It's a oh, okay. Monday, April 8th. All right. And, oh, boy, they're really taking advantage. And I don't blame them. You know, it's a depressed area down there, but uh, the prices for ho- a typical hotel room. Oh, so they were. Oh, there's a little yep. bit of an upcharge. There's an upcharge, but we have a few friends fee. joining us in our room to share the love okay, and share there the we expense. Go. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I love Southern Illinois. You know, it's, uh, the students are progressive in the town. Some of the, you know, it's kind of a hippie enclave for those that were, went to Carbondale and never left, and people that just were gravitated towards that area. It's just got a special vibe to it, you know. I yeah, tried yeah. To explain, explain, but I'm excited about going down for the eclipse. That's exciting. Next year. Put that on your yeah. on your calendar. 2024 is already. Off to a good start. Yeah, so um, that's been the highlight of my week. That's amazing. How about your week? Look, my week has been great. It's been lovely. Although yesterday, I made the mistake. Look, I just wanted to go to the drugstore. That's fair. Well, that's what I call the dispensary. Uh, I wanted to go to the drugstore. Okay, Uh, not Walgreens or CVS. No, no, Sunnyside. Sunnyside, by my house. Yes, by your house. Mm -hmm. So I I placed an order to, like, go to the drugstore. Yeah. And when I went down there, all of humanity... Was in line? No, just everywhere. Like, Lakeview was a popping. Because the weather was mild and the Chris Kindle markets in Chris Kindle market was going on. They have all of those incredible, like, holiday-themed bars. That's my walk when I walk with Maggie. I walk down there, and it's just on uh, purpose. Yeah. It's, well, it's during the day. Oh, well, it was during the day yeah, when yeah, I went but, during the day. Yeah. I was like, wow, there's so many it's people. Crazy. I ended up having to turn around and not go to the drugstore. Oh, I had to shoot. go to a different drugstore. Oh, you were daunted in your office. Well, because I couldn't find parking. And oh, like people right, were like, I couldn't find parking. Oh, people yeah, were like crossing tough. in the middle of the streets. I'm like, I am hating humanity right yeah. now. Yeah, oh, that's a bummer. You know, no, it's fine. Okay. But it was like lesson to myself, to lesson learned. Yeah, go on during the week. Go during the week or, you know, take public transportation. Monday at around in the early afternoon is a great time oh, to go right. over there. There we go, to go to the drugstore? Yeah, to go to okay. the drugstore. I walk by it all the time and I, I do go to that drugstore as well. Oh, so. wonderful. Okay, yeah. well, there we are. Yeah. There we are. So that was my big <laughs> debacle yesterday, my adventure yesterday. But uh, I got to have my Thanksgiving do-over. I you, heard. Tell me about you know, it. How did well, it go? You know, we were, Jerry and I were both sick. Yeah. Uh, we had COVID. Mm. We are the most Thanksgiving people on the planet in, in terms of like we love the holiday. Food is my love language. I love having people over, you know, and like hosting and just being there. Mm-hmm. You know, just being present with the people I love and, and just, you know, kind of show off. Because I like to cook. Because you're a good cook. And and, a good you know, cook. You, and being a good cook is great. 
but if you don't share it with somebody else, you don't really get to really right. enjoy being a good cook. You don't. And get to so be, yeah. my nephew and his new wife, nice. they also missed Thanksgiving because they were on their honeymoon. Oh, so, it was perfect. Then. I know. So they're like, hey, come on over. So I got to go over uh, at, to their house and up in Evanston. and we. Yeah, I thought that table looked different. Yes, okay, because I yes. saw the photo. Yes. So you brought all the food? Oh, I didn't know. They cooked for me. Oh. Yeah, no, they cooked for me. It was really, oh. really sweet. They were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna make something." I mean, they just did like you know, a chicken. I saw a hacked up chicken uh, on the plate. Well, it was spatch. Yeah, it was, it was spatch- spatchcocked, it and was then spatchcocked? They, yeah, and then they ha- and then they hacked it. Okay. Up. They carved it. Oh, nice. You know, it was very. Did they take that lesson from you about the spatchcocking, or are they doing that on their own? I think they did, they did it on their own. Oh, Jared is a, my my nephew is a very good. Cook. It sounds looked like. I know. Yeah, he's a very good cook, and I uh, for his graduation present from college, I gave him a really nice uh, chef's knife. Oh, that's and he pulled invaluable. It, and he was like, "Look," and he used it to carve up the bird. And you'll and, always have that. I know. Well, if you don't live with Jerry, oh, you will, no. girl. What did he do to a knife? Oh my god, girl! <laughs> you leave it in the sink. He leaves it in the and sink. The wood handle got messed. no. It gets like he he. Um, this might be he's airing some town, laundry. So he's out of town. That's true. He's not listening, so we can talk about yeah, well, it. He might be listening because Justin Vivian Bond is going to be on the show, oh, so he's probably yeah. listening right now. Hi, Jerry. And hi, Jerry. But yeah, no, he leaves this, the knives like blade down in the sink so they get chipped. Oh, I know. There, we have like a couple of. Really, I've never had that happen because you don't live with Jerry and I, no. and you probably don't leave your knives in the sink. No, I don't. Yeah. Well, the wood handles mainly because I don't. Well, want it's to get not soggy. a wooden handle. Oh, it's, it's not. Lovely, it's, no, it's an. One of the black uh, yeah, thing, that, and yeah. yeah, and then it's like, oh, so oh, it mm. chipped. Mm. It's sta- stainless steel chipped, huh? Well, because it's a good knife, yeah, and it's a very thin blade. Ooh. You know what I mean? So, and they're not cheap; those blades. No, they are not. <laughs> anyway, but so we had a lovely time. It was great. I felt, you know, I think I told you, uh, my heart was full about a couple months ago when I saw on Katie his. Jared's wife mm-hmm. uh, before they got married that my my name is Uncle Scott in her phone so I'm like oh it's I love being a gunkle so much I love it I'm so happy that uh, they uh, you know just were like hey come in they're, I mean they're young they're 28 you know it's like and they want to hang out with me like that's because awesome because you're cool and you're a nice nice uncle. Oh, I know. No, I know that. But like a lot of people don't have that sort of relationship, yeah. you know. And I was like, I remember that was one of the biggest things that I was scared about coming out to when I was coming out to folks eight million years yeah. ago. That that was one of the biggest mm-hmm. things, you know, that because they would ostracize you. Yeah, and, that like they wouldn't let me be it. around the kids and mm-hmm. and all that stuff because you know my brother in law was very conservative at the mm-hmm. time. He's he's awesome. Has he evolved a bit? Oh yeah, I mean they're he's great. He's Good. wonderful. Like we get along. He's the best. Just people adore. can evolve. Yeah, people mm-hmm. can evolve. People can change. And, because and when, they, and, when they find love and they say, "Oh, this person is in my family and they're gay," I just I thought you know I had thoughts about people that were gay that were unfounded and now that I actually know and love somebody I have to re-examine what, how yeah. I think and right? it was just like and it's been like smooth sailing from day one so it's been awesome. it's been great so but that was a big big fear just to be able to have you know be able to be invited over to their house, which they were so proud of. But you know, like they're they're renting this little tiny shoebox yeah, sort of situation. Not inexpensive. Yeah, but uh, it was it was great, and it's kind of like it was so funny because I, I I was like, well, what can I bring? 
You know, yeah, you wanna, you I would gotta, definitely have you bring something if you're know, coming well, to my house. Like, bring dessert. I'm like, oh no, not your favorite. Not my favorite. I know. And also, she doesn't like fruit. Okay, so what did she you doesn't to? eat fruit? I know. Who I, doesn't eat fruit? Uh, my friend Alan does not eat fruit. Why? Because he's very picky. He doesn't eat vegetables or fruit. I know. Don't How get me poop. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't want to know. Right, well, I, I mean, know. that's where I'm really confused about that one. But she, I don't get, she doesn't eat fruit. So do so you I do chocolate? Like, it's like, if you don't do fruit, I usually go to chocolate. Yeah, well, I just kind of was like, do you want, like, what do you want? Like, we're simple, just like cookies, be like ice and cream cookies, or whatever. I'm like, pudding. oh, I, say I made some cookies. Okay. Bring over. And I was like, had to swing by, swing by the Trader Joe's, you know, to pick up all my supply. Got some flowers. I brought them a nice bottle. What kind of, of cookies did you make? Well, I ended up making these salted oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. When they are not. You ate them all up, I guess. Oh, they're, they're in Evanston. Oh, right. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also made this uh, lemon rosemary shortbread. Ooh. I will send you that recipe because I mean, everybody needs to go. It's the New York Times. Because mm-hmm. you, mm. you know the New York Times banana pudding that you love mm-hmm. and adore mm-hmm. with good reason. Mm-hmm. Go to the New York Times. Uh, uh, their, their rosemary shortbread. Super duper mm, easy. I love shortbread. Me? A lot of butter. Two. Oh, yeah. It's two, two sticks of butter. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it was super duper easy. I made a New York Times uh, apple crisp for a dinner party on Friday night. Oh. And you pre-bake the crisp. You, you make the crisp, you put it in a, uh, in a rim pan, and you bake it for about 15 minutes till it's fragrant. Oh. It's kind of the crispiest crisp you could possibly have. Oh, but it lives up to its name. Oh, my God. All right. Then you kind of break it up, and then you... You know, you put it on and then you bake it with the apples in the oven again. Uh, what? It, it's I'm, daring. I know. It's daring. It's good. But it's so funny because, like, when I was there, I was like, ended up chatting with folks at the, at the Trader Joe's, you know, and we were talking about, like, they, you know, because I work with a lot of younger people. Uh, yes. You know. Uh, at and, a certain age, everybody. I know. There younger, we are. Yeah. Right, Paul? Yeah, there we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they were, you know, we were just kind of, like, talking about Instagram stuff that they keep sending me and yeah. know, my friends and everything. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, I just think of you just kind of like, you're just my gay uncle. I'm like, I am a, I am the gunkle to America. Gu- you are. You're, I am the gunkle for America. It's a nephew. nephew That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I know. So it's my job, especially with these younger queer folks that I'm trying to like spread history, knowledge, camp, queer culture. That's what I'm trying to give to them you're succeeding my friend there we are and then with my my nephew i just try not to just try to get out of the way mm-hmm. and be there and support i'll tell you love. Can do. that's the best thing you can do. i know i know i'm telling you i love the utes i do too i do love the utes yeah i do too there do you and i was just thinking about this because i know like with comedy and like with you know the day job and all that stuff i work with i'm around a lot of younger people mm-hmm. but i was like oh i guess with blues musicians i think blues musicians i always think of like you have to be at least like 80 well blue the my the music world is you know de- definitely you know older but there's a whole group of up and coming which is wonderful to see blues musicians but in my other job as a real estate agent oh yeah uh this lovely young couple we helped them buy a home they we closed on it uh, on thursday and it's right around the corner from our house oh all right and when i was walking the dog i saw the lights were on they're getting ready to paint i knocked on the door and welcome to the neighborhood and just so we work with a lot of i work with a lot of young young couples in my real estate job probably uh-huh. more than in the in the music, music world, world. Yeah. but there are quite a few young 
young musicians that are uh, you know embracing blues and right. uh, which yeah, we worry it, about you know because keeping it alive because everybody is so old that you know for yeah i was lot. just thinking you know just like you know are there any words of wisdom that you are you, that you pass along in your gunkling um yeah, I'm always passing around whether they want to hear it or not. You know, I, I tell stories. I tell stories. Like, you know, I, I have a lot of, I've had a lot of adventures in my life. Right. And uh, if somebody tells me something and it spurs on a story, I tell them that story. And they're, they're always like, wow, you know, they, they enjoy it. They enjoy hearing stories. Because I know when I was young, I always looked up to older people and I hung out with older people because I like their stories. Mm-hmm. Because you learn you know, you can learn from books, you can learn from, you know, television, radio, whatever. But when you hear stories of people that you like and respect, oh yeah, they stick with you. Oh, 100%. You know, they really do. So I just, I, I don't like to preach to anybody, but I do like to, to share stories that I think might be uh, significant to them. Well, way. maybe you can make up some Rosemary Shortbread and be the lesbian auntie and bring it around to the, your new neighbors. That would be, I would as love a to little, do that. As a little happy. That's a, little, a great idea. A little housewarming. Perfect. Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah, they're adorable. There you are. Here's this, and here's a flannel. <laughs> there you are, to be a true lesbian auntie. <laughs> I don't wear a lot of flannel. Oh, my friends that came over Sunday night, Yeah, they all listen to the show on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, talking, yeah. You're talking about the flannel. And no, they, does he know we're not, he, he's just kidding, but of course, Kathy did, in your honor, wear a flannel Thank shirt. Thank you, you, Kathy. Know. And which Indigo Girl song made the cut for you the know, jam? No, we never got to an Indigo Girl, Girl song. We never got to no! an Indigo Girl song. All right, give me that I lesbian know. card. Part I'm gonna, two. Part I'm two. gonna talk to you while we take a break. Yes, but before we do. do that, this part of At Chicago is brought to you by Team Hochberg. Did you know that 47 million listeners have no or unscorable credit and would benefit from a Team Hochberg Fresh Start secured credit card with no annual fee? A Team Hochberg Fresh Start secured credit is perfect if your vindictive ex destroyed your credit, you recently filed for or were discharged from bankruptcy, experienced a foreclosure or short sale, have collection. You were turned down for credit or one of your kids is having trouble securing their first credit cards to buy flannel shirts. <laughs> now, Team Hochberg partnered with Kane County Teachers Credit Union to offer the Team Hochberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee to help reestablish, enhance, and strengthen listeners with no damaged or challenged credit. For information about obtaining a Team Hochberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee, go to 56david.com forward slash fresh start. That's 56david.com forward slash Fresh start to establish, enhance, and strengthen your credit and to buy all the flannel shirts your lesbian heart desires. desires. Team Hochberg has helped thousands of WCPT listeners, but they can't help if you don't visit 56david.com forward slash fresh start. Lower.com, equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, there is more out Chicago right here. So stick around. Hi, this is musician Homer Mars, and welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT. Welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller rolling along on a kind of a gray, cloudy day. Yes, it is. It is, but we're here to bring sunshine. It's temperate out, though. It is temperate. Yes. Mm -hmm. I finally threw out one of my pumpkins. It's been sitting outside. I wonder if we threw ours out. (laughs) But I composted it. But I feel like I shouldn't have put it in the compost bin because it was... Very big. It's so, okay. Can I guess. It. Yeah. Okay. No yeah. problem. Yeah. So did you put up any holiday lights? 
Not yet. Well, Jerry's out of town. We, you know, we, we, a friend of ours' father passed away, so right. he had to go out of town for a funeral. I couldn't make the trip. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're trying to figure that out. They're starting to pop up all over our neighborhood. They ours are. are up. Kathy did ours a few weeks ago, uh, last week. Do you do outside? Yeah. Well, we can't. We didn't do the inside yet. See, we can't do anything outside. Oh, you can't? No. We're not allowed to have any sort of seasonal lighting, outdoor lighting. I don't know. Lighting is non-denominational, especially white lights. It's not. It's. It's yeah. It's okay. A dumb Maybe you should rule. address that on the board. Well, you know, <laughs> we kind of you know better to ask forgiveness than mm-hmm. permission. Mm-hmm. So people have stuff up. Good. And then, yeah, it's lovely. You don't want to hinder people's holiday spirit. Yeah. 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 So you know, we're just kind of okay. You do the inside. We haven't done the inside. We, we haven't done the inside. On, we did some on the inside. Yeah. So, she did some on the inside. All right. There we are. In her I flannel. I was sick all week. Oh, oh, oh. I had oh, to lay around. Oh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. poor baby. Yeah, she had to walk the dog and do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. I felt You're guilty. the best. I know. I know. You know. You're like that. Yeah. You couldn't take your walk through Wrigleyville. No, I didn't walk at all this week. Go didn't to the drugstore. Didn't Didn't do anything. Well, you got to like... You got to take care of you. Yeah. Got to do that once in a while. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had this really, just going back to being a gunkle, mm-hmm. I had this ridiculously gunkle moment. I'm like, we were done with with our dinner. Um, you know, we're cleaning up, clearing off the table. And then, like, there was, you know, some candles and some flowers and things that were on the table. I'm like... Oh, we got to mix this. I had to like had to rearrange everything of on the table. <laughs> See, I was studying the table, thinking it was at your house, and no. I I thought this is nice, but this isn't the tablescape that I because th- I know you so well. well. Yes, you do. Yes, yes. So I'm sitting here so going, it all makes sense I'm like, going, oh, okay, there we are. I just have to move things. Like, no, this should go here. These two pillars are too tall. We need to put one here. That split levels. Yeah, there we are, and then. We had to move it again to play a game. Well, that's fun. It was fun. We played Sorry. Oh, my God. It's my game. It's my game. in 100 years. It's the best. (laughs) Revisited. It It is the best. I love it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there was some big news this week. Yeah, it was quite an interesting week. I know. uh, Former Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to sit on the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, has died uh, from complications related to advanced dementia and uh, respiratory illness. She was 93. Um, She was a conservative lady. Right. Right. Put on the court by Ronald Reagan. Put on the court by Ronald Reagan. Yes, yes, yes. But she eventually became like the swing vote on many, many because issues. Because she didn't let politics affect her decision making. On the nosy. Yes, you're correct with that. She was looking at the law. Yeah. You know, and she was like a very, uh, she became a very big swing vote in in a couple of Important things for the oh. LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. like uh, Lawrence versus Texas, which mm-hmm. was the uh, law against sodomy, uh, and she overturned that, uh, writing that it made uh, homosexuals unequal in the eyes of the law. You know, she, did. she also voted in the Planned Parenthood versus Casey to affirm a person's right to abortion access, yep. and she also voted in favor of affirmative, affirmative action. action. Sadly, all these things have—well, not all of them, but most of them—have been overturned. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Mm-hmm, two. Two of yeah, them have. Two of them have. Yeah. It's, two of the big ones have. Two big ones. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hmm. 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 
but anyway. I admired her because you know when she first got on, I was had mixed feelings. I was kind of young, but I still was like excited about a woman, but I wasn't excited about Ronald Reagan. But then she she proved to be what a justice should be again, uh, non partial to politics, but partial to decision making that is for the betterment of the democracy of the people of this country. Yeah, and that has been lost, as we know. Yeah, it really so has. Many, yeah. It really. But did you like? Because you were a little bit. I mean, I remember when she was appointed. Yeah, you were a little bit older than I was. Yeah. Was it like a big? I mean. It was a big deal. It was a, well, I know it was a huge deal. Just, I mean, I just remember being like a kid, being like, "Oh, a lady's on the Supreme Court." Like, of course, you know, because I was being raised by like I had incredible women in my life and incredibly strong women in my life. I'm like, of course, they should be on the Supreme Court. Did you? What was? Do you remember your? Re- I mean, it's, it it was a while ago. Yeah, but I was acutely aware of women's roles in politics because I was a young, aspiring kind of political type even as a kid. Yeah. I thought about being an attorney and being a lawyer when I was in junior high. So my eye was on this and I was thrilled that there was a woman. You know, I wasn't as worried about it being a a Reagan appointee as I was that it was was a woman. woman, yeah. Yeah. So it was a big move. I mean, you know, these were the things that you saw breaking through little by little that we were front and center to observe, you know, as, mm-hmm. as, as a young person. And it gave us hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then open up the door for RBG to be, yeah. you know, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, listening to the tributes that were coming in mm-hmm. this week, I didn't realize she was such an outdoorsy gal. I, I, I didn't either. She learned to hunt and all this she other stuff when she was she a kid. She loved to fish. Yeah. Like they were all, she was, like, everybody had like fishing buddies on the show. And I'm like, all right, come on. Come on, Justice Day O'Connor. She was, and then, you know, all the things she put up with, all the sexism, you know, but she knew, I mean, as any woman that has had to break the glass ceiling, that this goes with the territory. You know, she didn't let it put her, you know, she didn't let it uh, diminish her spirit. She just kept going. Yeah, I think there was a clip I saw with Justice, um, I forget which justice it was. Um, And he he said, well, she's going to be the prettiest one on this. You know, here we go. You know, but she just bit her tongue and said, look, I got to do what it takes to keep this moving forward and keeping my eye on the prize. And I really admired her. Because she was talking about how, you know, she she was the first. Yeah. And she could not, she's like, I cannot be the last. Yeah. And so that, I think, is why she was so, you know, nose to the grindstone. Let's look at the law. Let's go in with impartiality, like leave politics out. Let's look at the constitutionality of things. Mm-hmm. And she voted with uh, the more liberal causes many of the times. Many times. Years, so. I mean, she also did yeah, some she, things that weren't well, so great either. Of course, but again, she was she's, conservative. Yeah. But, but uh, I admire people that can get beyond politics, especially today, and vote their conscience. Oh, yeah. You 100%. Know? It's just, it's, it's so lacking. We did see a little of that happen. We did see some people vote for their conscience because bye-bye. Yep. Uh, George Santos was oh, told to sashay away. <laughs> That's the words they used on Saturday Night Live, too. It was hysterical last night. Bo Girl. and Yang did a little thing on him. but Bo and Yang is amazing. Yeah, but he's... Oh. What, and he's just the epitome of a, 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 of a, the wrong person to be in political life. I mean, he was just a well, although he fits a, the mold of a liar, yeah, of like a liar, you know, and a thief. liar and a thief, liar you and know, a thief, allegedly. But at least we'll they got one of there. them out of there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it was like, what was the vote? It was three hundred eleven in favor, one hundred and fourteen opposed. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was 
just to try to keep power. the their power thing and everything. I'm shocked that they didn't let power get the best of them. But this Me one was, too. This one was so flagrant, though. He is just... I mean, well, but here's here's yes, you are correct. Yes, it, it was just so bold and bold faced. He's a bold faced liar, yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. I don't oh. even know what he's going to be doing. Maybe he's going to be an airline pilot now, or you know, a or, carpenter. Or he's joining the Rolling Stones. Or, I saw yes. on meme. Yeah, base. there we are. Actually, I think he is going to be Emma Stone. Um, he's actually Emma Stone. Emma Stone is so good. Yeah. At her job at being an actor that she really was, that she actually, George Santos released his thing. He's, he's really Emma Stone. Um, where was I going with that? Um, uh, where he's going, what's going on with. Uh, oh, I was going somewhere next? with that. What he's going to. No, no, but it's like, if they. Because this dude clearly. The ethics committee, you know, they found all these things. It was very, very damning against him. And you have 311 people who are uh, votes who are like, you know, yes. Yes. How is this any different than the 91 indictments for, you know? This was a little bit of power compared to the ultimate power. I, it's just, it, it's mind-boggling. Some of them had to listen to their conscience on this one, but somehow, you know, when they asked the uh, Republican presidential candidates a couple of weeks ago in a debate, if Mr. 91 indictment uh, candidate becomes the nominee of the party. Will you support him? And they all, yeah, yeah, except yeah, for Chris yeah, yeah. Christie, they all raised their hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, That's the ultimate power. This was just a mini power. I don't... Why are they even having these debates? I mean, there was that weird one with Gavin Newsom and DeSantis. <laughs> I just caught some pieces but of like, it. Well, uh, I, why? I, why? Why? I don't even understand why. I don't know who they happening. thought that was. I mean, Fox, as you know, uh, put it on. Sean Hannity was a moderator. What was in Fox's mind about what they thought was going to, you know, did they think that DeSantis was going to mop the floor with Newsom? That was never going to happen. But, He's so but weak. I, but why? 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 I mean, he's not like, even a candidate. That's what I mean. I, I don't why, understand. Why? It's, it's bananas. It's so weird. One. And then, you know, the Koch brothers came out saying that they're going to put their money behind Nikki Haley. Yeah. But Nikki Haley, like, girl, you can't win unless you go after Dude Man. Yeah, and she hasn't and done that yet. And she's not. She said he was the right president for the right for that time. That's her little out. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, I get it. It's it's power. It's just greed. I know it's just greed, greed, greed and, and power. power. But you, if you want power, then why don't you take down that dude? Because some he's of them not have, gonna, but not like, all of them. He's not going to turn to Nikki Haley and be like, "Be my vice president." Like. Is that this whole this thing feels like it's an audition yeah, for that? Yes, that's what it feels like to me. But it's but he's not going to choose any of them. He's going to go for like probably some wackadoodle. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just oh my I god. The thought of another presidency with him is just I, I can't I can't even go there. No, well let's not go there. Let's well, go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones and talk to uh, Michael. Welcome here on out Chicago. Hi. Um, first, let me say uh, good morning to both of you. Good and morning. Yes, I. I have got my passport together just in case. All right. Because this man, if he becomes a president again, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, the internment camps, the whole deal. It's 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 a sad possibility. Um, I will be looking at the debate Wednesday because I want to see what the other people are going to say. Mm-hmm. What is their platform in terms of uh, uh, why should anybody deal with them? But I call specifically about 
the National Fires HIV Day mm-hmm. and the press coverage that was concerning the local press. Um, I was really uh, appalled and dismayed and, quite frankly, very disappointed in former Illinois State Rep. Greg Harris, who had a press conference in the in the, uh, the garden at Belmont Harbor mm-hmm. that is now called the AIDS Garden. There were no African-Americans. There were no women there. I mean, anybody who knows anything about as HIV knows that it is really, really still impactful in uh, communities of color. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand, you know, he's... The guy just don't get it, and that's sad. That's that's really sad. Um, at the same time, I laughed when Ellen was talking about Southern Illinois because <laughs> I remember as a young person going to Capitol Carnival down there. Oh yeah, and that was such a delightful, I mean, really good experience. I loved it, and I look forward to going to the Weirs. Um, um, uh, one of my, I think it was my nephew or my niece, they got tickets for the weirds, hopefully, where they said for me, one ticket was for me. I want to see Melody Davis sing. She's great. She's, you will not be great. disappointed. Right. And, and and finally, I'd like to say that the uh, Sunside Dispensary is one of my favorite <laughs> small businesses in that area. And that's my comment. You guys have a great week. <laughs> I love it. Thank you thank, so much, Michael. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for calling in uh, and setting us up, actually, really for the, the conversation that we're going to be having uh, after the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the CDC has released some new data that shows that um, that there's disparities in HIV prevention and care among uh, BIPOC communities. And I think Michael O'Connor brought up a very interesting point. So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Simone uh, Kalinger, Chief Program officer of uh, AIDS Foundation Chicago. So stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. Welcome back. I'm Kim Hunt with Affinity Community Services. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT. Welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller. Rolling along. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this uh, last Friday, December 1st, uh, was World's AIDS it Day. Sure it's a day dedicated to raising awareness of the AIDS pandemic and honoring those who have died on, of the disease. Uh, and new data recently released by the CDC shows a disparity in HIV prevention and care among BIPOC communities. Uh, and to uh, talk a little bit about that and... We have uh, Simone Kalinger, Chief Program Officer of AIDS Foundation Chicago. Simone, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. We're so excited. Uh, first of all, um, thank you for all the work that AIDS Foundation mm-hmm. Chicago does. I know we're, we are working our way to getting to zero by 2030. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you for, for all the work that you and, and everybody at AIDS Foundation um, uh, does for, for Chicago and beyond. So there we are. Let's start there. Um, how did uh, was uh, AFC? Were you all a part of the uh, the the celebration at the AIDS Garden, Chicago? Absolutely, yes. And thank you for your support. Um, uh, yes, we were there. Um, it's important that we commemorate World AIDS Day every year um, as we work to get to zero right here in the state as well as across the country. It, it is important that. We uh, look back and remember those we've lost, 
those who've been affected and um, kind of recommit ourselves, right, to the road ahead to to get to zero. And as you were just mentioning, uh, making sure people are aware of all their HIV prevention options is so critical to eliminating the HIV epidemic. It really it, it is because I you know uh, this new CDC report. Um, I know there were some really interesting findings that were um, that they d- discovered, especially when it comes to uh, prep and to you know therapies that are out there. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit more about what their findings were? Absolutely, yes. Thank you. And of course, I'm sure the audience is aware of prep, pre-exposure prophylaxis. Yes, that it's really you. effective in preventing that. HIV. Never want to assume we have so many acronyms, right. uh, but super important uh, part of our efforts to uh, prevent HIV. Um, of course, the audience probably also knows it's available in pill form, but also now long acting injectable, which is great. And it reduces the risk of uh, getting HIV from uh, by sex by you know almost 100 percent, 99 percent. So. Um, you're right. This this new study coming out showing um, low prep uptake in some key communities is really troubling. Mm. Um, there are a number of reasons why that might be, and we can talk about that in a moment. But what CDC is telling us that is that of all the people who uh, might be eligible, might be a good prep candidate, right? Someone who might be at risk for acquiring HIV, only one third of them um, have a prescription for prep and are using it. So wow. that means two thirds of those across this country who could benefit from this very effective HIV prevention um, uh, program are not um, connected to it. And we uh, see particularly among black and Latina folks, that's the case. Um, so PrEP use data shows us that black people represented 40% of all new HIV diagnoses um, in 2021, but only accounted for about 14% of PrEP users in in on the same time period. And the same is true for Latin A folks. Um, they represented 29% of new HIV diagnoses and only 17% of PrEP users. So uh, that's where you're seeing the inequities and that's where the concern is. Yeah. So are the reasons? Uh, yeah. Are we, do we know why? I mean, are they just not economic? Or? Yeah. Like what, what do we know what these, <clears throat> what the causes of these, you know, disparities are? Right. I think there are many at play, right? And of course, for each person, they might vary, but uh, you're right. I think there's a big economic piece here, as well as uh, some issues with our larger healthcare system. And then there are a lot of social barriers that folks may face. So on the economic side, people may be uninsured or they're underinsured and they worry about the cost of PrEP. Um, And also, if someone's income is limited, they may be focused on other priorities, right? They might yeah. be more focused on ma- making the rent that month or getting food um, or finding a job. Um, being on PrEP and talking about HIV prevention with their provider might not be top of list. Mm-hmm. In terms of our healthcare system, you know, unfortunately, there are still a lot of providers who don't ask or don't create a safe environment where someone can talk about what's going on sexually and um, make an informed decision about HIV prevention and care. There's a lot of stigma still as well as mistrust. Um, you know, we know that as a part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, the mistrust is there as well as a lot, um, among black and Latin A uh, patients, understandably. Um, two other things I think factor into this. Um, there are a lot of folks who think they're not at risk. They have a perception that maybe um, HIV and PrEP is something to do with another part of our community or our neighborhoods. 
Um, so they might think that's not for me or uh, that, that couldn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, you know, the social pressures are real. Um, the stigma associated with HIV, as well as, um, you know, we all know so well, racism, classism and mm-hmm. homophobia, transphobia, they all work together and play a role in keeping people from seeking care. Um, especially if you're afraid someone's going to find out these are questions you have or um, concerns you have. So uh, with PrEP, is it a very expensive drug uh, a treatment? Because I know it's it's one of those things that like once you start, you need to continue taking your, you know, you need to continue with it. Is it particularly expensive? I mean, I know you said that some people are not insured or underinsured. Yes. Um, you know, it, there are so many options now to have uh, the cost for PrEP either reduced or eliminated altogether, which is great. Yeah. Um, all insurance plans and Medicaid are, have to cover it, um, which is great. Oh, yeah. And if, yeah, so um, there are times when insurance plans are uh, slow on the uptake of making ensuring that that's the case. And we have some excellent advocates at AFC and beyond who make sure that all the health plans are doing what they need to do to cover those costs. Um, but for folks who don't have insurance or Medicaid coverage, there are other programs um, that can provide PrEP for free or at a greatly reduced cost. In Illinois, we have a PrEP assistance program, PrEP for Illinois. There are other states across the country that have PrEP assistance programs. Um, our federal government has a program called Ready, Set, PrEP, which makes uh, PrEP medication available at no cost to people who qualify. And then there are a number of uh, co-pay assistance programs um, um, to help lower the cost for PrEP medications. So um, lots of options to cover PrEP. Economically, it should not be a factor um, in people's access. Simone, though, it sounds like getting the word out to people and letting them know about these programs is the challenge. How do you overcome that? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, we need to make sure that people, all people who could benefit from PrEP know about it and can access it. Um, and, and that starts um, in interviews like this. This starts at our homes with our families and our friends. And frankly, in um, when we meet with our medical providers. Um, and if folks want to know more about PrEP and where they can access it, I encourage them to go to the CDC website or to AIDSChicago.org. There are a lot of great tools to locate um, providers who are happy to talk about PrEP and are educated and can help uh, people make an informed decision. And then, of course, we all have to work together to, to fight the stigma that so much uh, yeah. drives the, mm-hmm. the lack of uptake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also, I mean, it's so, I guess, to go along with that stigma, the notion of stigma, it, it is HIV AIDS is always associated as like a gay man's disease. Um, and that's just not the case. You know, it's like it if AIDS, HIV AIDS affects everybody. So it seems to me that if you are a, a person who has multiple sexual partners who or, you know, that this prep would be ideal for you. Like who, you were saying, like the people who are who would you say is the ideal candidate for prep? And, and you're so right. It is not just a gay uh, or bisexual male uh, phenomenon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you're sexually active and uh, you have not been tested for HIV, you should get tested for HIV, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, an ideal PrEP candidate is someone who um, perhaps is in a relationship, a sexual relationship with someone who's HIV positive or whose um, status is unknown. Um, someone who's had a, a sexually transmitted infection recently 
should probably talk to their to someone about getting on prep. Um, and like you said, someone who has multiple partners. Um, again, ideal candidate for prep. If there are any questions about it, I think initiating that conversation with a provider or doing some research online is a, a great way to start. Um, and I, I think it's commendable when people take charge of their health and they, they lean into this because this is how we will get, we will be able to eliminate HIV. Yeah. So along with, you know, interviews like this, uh, what are some of the, the um, like action moments that AIDS Foundation Chicago is doing to address the, the disparities that are uncovered in the CDC report? Yes. So at, at AFC or AIDS Foundation, uh, there are a number of things that we're involved in to help uh, increase awareness and access. Um, a big part of our work has been across the state with the Getting to Zero Illinois plan. This is our statewide plan to end the, the HIV epidemic by 2030. Mm-hmm. Um, this is aligned with other uh, state plans and the larger federal plan to end the ep- HIV epidemic. Um, we're focused on no new HIV infections and everyone who's living with HIV being engaged in care. And we can do that um, by increasing uh, access to an uptake of PrEP. Um, the other things we're working on, we're supporting um, the implementation of a new law, uh, which allows pharmacists to administer PrEP, which is great. So that means someone can walk into their local pharmacy and ta- after talking with the pharmacist, uh, they might potentially walk out with a prescription and some meds oh, for wow. PrEP, which is great. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then uh, we have we want to make sure everyone knows about the state PrEP programs, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. PrEP for Illinois. Um, and then uh, closer to home, making sure... A lot of our community health centers um, are uh, trained and have uh, technical knowledge about HIV testing and PrEP and HIV care, especially focused on the communities most impacted. So there's a learning collaborative called the Connection to Care Learning Collaborative um, that is led by AIDS Foundation Chicago. And, and we're really pleased to see the, the progress that those community health centers are making. Yeah, I, it sounds like, you, you know, you are you're grabbing the bull by the horns, as it were. Um, and it's such a really important uh, uh, moment right now when it comes to the getting to zero by 2030. Uh, and I guess the big takeaway is to make sure that you are speaking with your healthcare provider, that you are talking to your yes. doctors and that you are aware of all of the options that are out there. Um, Simone Kalinger, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you do have uh, want some more information about PrEP, as you said, go visit the CDC website. And you can also go check out AIDSChicago.org uh, for more information about that. Simone, thank you again Thanks, for Simone. joining us today. Thanks for your and, good work. And thank you for all the work that you do. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. You, you too. too. You too. We've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, there is the second hour of Out Chicago right here on WCPT. I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ellen Miller, and we're keeping the Yuletide super duper yes, gay. It's going to be super duper gay this hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit later on this hour, we're going to be chatting with uh, the artistic director of Chicago's Gay Men's Chorus, celebrating 40 years uh, this year with some holiday magic mm-hmm. at the Auditorium Theater. But all right, I'm I'm really trying to hold on to my... Hold on to it right now. You can do uh, it. You can do it, I Scott. can totally do it. I'm not going to cry because I'm just too excited. Uh, 
They are one half of the legendary cabaret duo Kiki and Herb, uh, who are coming to the Park West on December 10th, and they are a trailblazer for trans rights, the conversation around gender and identity, and just a, a font of Art and creativity. I'm so excited to uh, speak to Justin Vivian Bond. Welcome to Out Chicago. Thank you very much. That was a very nice introduction. Uh, okay, look, <laughs> I'm trying not to. Go- I have to goof because I'm, I'm going to goof. So take you back, Edinburgh, 2004. My husband is there. He comes back and he's like, I just saw the most amazing performance by this group, Kiki and Herb. I'm like, what? And then we had to buy the CD for Kiki and Herb will die for you. Carnegie Hall. That was on replay over and over and over and over again. Now, fast forward to 2006. I was living in Memphis, Tennessee, but I came to Chicago to do a show, and I was in this little tiny studio apartment that was unfurnished, and the only thing I had with me was a copy of Kiki and Herb's Do You Hear What We Hear, the Christmas album. This was in October, so I was listening to Christmas music in October, and you two kept me company. I want to thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for the energy. The question, do we hear what we hear? No, I don't. I don't hear what you hear, and I would love to be able to, but thank you for hearing it. All right, I'm done being goofed over. There we are. Thank you. Yes. And now you know that record uh, just came out this week as an LP for the first time. So I know. Anybody who has a record player, get it. I already ordered mine. Oh, <laughs> so uh, so for folks who might not be as familiar with Kiki and Herb, well, first of all, shall I call you Viv or just how would how would you? Yes, call me Viv. Okay, Viv. Yeah, Thank you Viv. so much. I just wanted to just clear with that. How how were Kiki and Herb born? Well, uh, this was a long time ago, but it was in. Um, the early 90s, and we were performing as a sort of lounge act. We were doing covers of, you know, uh, rock songs in lounges, and it was really fun. But I, um, you know, being trans, I felt like all of these, like, people had some sort of assumptions about me, and they were trying to get me to act like some sort of stereotypical um, bitchy drag queen and I was invited to perform at this party and I was really not looking forward to it and I was looking in the mirror and I thought well if they want a bitchy messed up queen I'll give them one so I um, put on this wig and this costume and I took on the character of this old drunken shantoos and I got out of the cab and I was like if you want me to play at this party somebody better pay for this cab bill (laughs) and um, I went I went insane, and um, then this character was born, and Kenny was terrified of Kiki for quite some time, because she was I, she was definitely my sort of id, my alter ego, where I got to let all my uh, ang- angst out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, on this one particular pride, I was as myself, not as Kiki. I was marched in San Francisco. I hosted the show at the end and I sang but that night we were supposed to have a gig at the predominantly straight club in San Francisco and I didn't have a voice and I said to Kenny look tonight 
we're going to be Kiki, and I'm going to be Kiki, and you're going to be Herb, and we're going to be Kiki and Herb, this broke-down old lounge duo. We're going to sing all of our material, but I'm going to do it in this character. And he was like, okay. So we sat and had some drinks and started interacting with the staff of the place as these characters, and we got on stage into the show, and um, we had a huge standing ovation at the end, and I thought, well, I don't have to look good, and I don't have to sound good, and I can still get a standing ovation. <laughs> this is a great idea. I'm just stick with yeah. it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, so that's how Kiki and Herb were born. Oh, oh. my, and the rest is history. It really is... It is it is a sight to behold. It is something to take in. I I don't even really know how to describe it. As as Viv just said, you know, it's Kiki is this character who's an aging chanteuse, boozy, fun like your storytelling is just mwah, chef's kiss. It is just delightful and and beautiful. And then you have these epic, epic medleys mm-hmm. how do you curate these these tunes well we sort of when we first started we performed we would take mushrooms before every show <laughs> and um we did that for about a year and um so we'd be uh you know doing these shows and i just uh, and kenny's great at improvising and he can really follow so if i would go into a different song he could kind of just go into it. So we would just feel our way through. So we kind of developed this sort of signature style of putting these crazy medleys together. And we don't do mushrooms before we go on stage or even rehearse at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we don't do mushrooms. We don't do them in a professional capacity. Okay. And, <laughs> they they serve their um, purpose, though, in the beginning. Yeah. So now we we can we can do it without you know, the use of drugs. And it's really fun because it gets us to be able to uh, free associate musically. And then we come up with these great connective songs that sort of play off of each other and expand, I guess, people's sort of perceptions of the songs themselves. So Viv, are you and Kenny musically trained? How did you meet? Well, Kenny was a music major and a poetry major at um, San Francisco State when we met, and I studied theater at, um, I went to, I got my BFA in theater, I studied Shakespeare at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, I took singing lessons and piano lessons from the time I was 13, so I always had the um, technique, but then, you know, once you have the technique, you're like, well, what am I going to do with that? Mm -hmm. But it is good I had the technique, because Kiki is extreme singing, unfortunately, Um, I, uh, after 30 years, I still have my voice. Yeah, I don't know how Beautiful. how that is even possible. Uh, but it's it, yes, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting I'm getting all kerfuffled over here. Sorry, <laughs> I just I just adore you. You really like your your energy, the the storytelling that happens on stage as Kiki and Herb. But it's basically it's your show. You run it. Uh, it is just it is divine. Well, no, he runs it musically. That's true. Really, honestly, and he that, runs it musically and. I uh, I have these. I'm good at you know coming up with these narratives, and especially I think this show that we're about to do is really sometimes more about 
cultural things, and sometimes it's more about Kiki's personal history, but I think the show uh, is really a great kind of insight into the characters of Kiki and Herb and how they relate to each other, because they've known each other since they were small children and continue contained in the same institution. Yes, <laughs> yes. The yes. biography <laughs> talks about that. Yes. Home for children. Put it that yes, way. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and let me tell you, the musical chops from Kenny, it's just, I'm like, he uh, gymnastics on the piano. It's it's just incredible. Um, look, not only yeah, are he's you... really, he's calmed down some. When we first started... I remember we did this show, and he would pound that piano so hard that, you know, strings would break. Uh-huh. And this piano tuner wow. came in and told and wrote a note to the management of this place that basically accused Kenny of raping the piano. Oh. I mean, he literally <laughs> used that expression. And so I was like, Kenny? Um, but, so, but fortunately, for, for me, I don't have to... Uh, he's gotten a little older, so it's been um, a few years since he's broken any strings, and I'm kind of grateful for that that personally. And Viv, can you give us a little bit of a preview of some of the holiday tunes we might be uh, listening to if we come see you next Sunday? Um, Or do you not know (laughs) No, I do know what the set list is going to be, but I mean... Our, our idea of what a Christmas song is and other people's idea of what a Christmas okay. song is might be a couple different things. Nope. But one song that we usually put in the show that it's one of the songs that we have had in Christmas shows forever. It's uh, Fox in the Snow by Bell and Sebastian. That's a Christmas song as far as we're concerned. It has snow in it. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. It has <laughs> snow in it. Okay. Are you, t- are you doing the little match girl? Well, that's part of the fox. Okay, yes, now. it is. That's part of the Yeah. Sorry. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's, yes, that's it's common. It's, it is so com- not your traditional holiday tunes. Ooh. Oh, no. No, no. Well, no. it's my traditional <laughs> it's holiday tunes. Tradition. <laughs> that might not be everyone's no, not every, but, but maybe, <laughs> But they will be after they see you next Sunday at the Park West. Yes. They will be their traditional oh, songs. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Uh, they won't know how to live without it after that. Exactly. Once you get it's, it, you got to have it. Okay. It's true. I've, I've, got it. I've got that itch. I, I need a little Scott taste of it. Come on. Yeah. One of the things that also is so great, again, your, your storytelling, you're weaving these narratives and creating these things, it's also just so flippin' queer. Mm-hmm. It is just steeped in like queer culture, queer fun facts. I mean, everything. Uh, when did you decide just to fully embrace your queerness? Or has it just always been a part of you that just had to come out? Well, there was a conscious decision because in 1990, I was doing, I was traveling with the show called Hidden Agenda, which was written by Kate Bornstein, who's a transsexual lesbian playwright. Mm-hmm. And her show was pretty groundbreaking at the time. And we were invited to Seattle, Washington, the summer of 1990, to perform at the um, LGBT Theater Festival, one of the first, you know, annual ones in the country. And the week that we got there was the week that the NEA defunded Holly Hughes, John Fleck, Karen um, Finley, and um, Tim, mm. um, Tim Miller. And Holly and Tim were at the festival. And, you know, they were just, you know, it wasn't bad enough that AIDS was happening and they wanted us dead. Then they're also trying to 
shut up and destroy our culture, which, uh, again, they're trying to do now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was just completely shocking to me. And I was in this arts festival and everybody was so amazing and the performances were so great. And I just made up my mind then and there that I was going to dedicate my life to queer visibility and queer art and queer theater. And that's what I've done. Yeah, and, and you've been such a you've been at the forefront around the national conversation around gender and identity for for so long. How thank you. I just want to say thank you for that. You know, <laughs> well, thank you. I don't really think about it that way, but it's nice it's nice that it comes across that way. I mean, I I've, I've just been doing my best to be myself publicly and to hold space for other trans people. And, you know, now trans people are in the, in a lot of mainstream things. So yes. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. And, you know, and you're, you, you have your regular residency at Joe's pub. You've got, you know, as, as Viv, and then you've got Kiki and mm-hmm. Herb going on. What is left to conquer for you? Well, I also have the visual uh, career as a visual artist, mm-hmm. which I don't get to um, focus on too much. But one of this past year, one of my um, pieces was uh, what's the word? Uh, well, it was brought. I became part of the permanent collection of the Victoria and Albert Museum in London because I mostly do watercolors and stuff. So that was kind of exciting. Oh, wow! Um, cool. And I think when I the more I don't feel like um, crawling around. Uh, screaming and singing, I'll probably focus more on that because it's rewarding, but there's such different muscles. It's hard to do both at the same time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm. gosh. Well, listen, you, everybody out there, you need to treat yourself and go see Kiki and her when they bring their holiday show. Oh, come let us adore them to the park West on bring a flask, bring a flask. <laughs> yes. Bring a flask. They bring do sell out Take your acid before you show up. Yes. Do your mushrooms. Do your mushrooms before you come in. Stop by the drugstore, uh, which we call the dispensary. <laughs> Stop by the drugstore on your way. Uh, but you, you do not want to miss this. It is electric. It is, you will never be celebrating the holidays any other way than with Kiki and Herb. Uh, and again, I, I just want to thank you as a creative person, as an artist, as a queer person. I want to thank you for being an example of artistic excellence, of, of, of comedy and of, of the power of being you, mm. uh, of just being your, your authentic self. Uh, it shines through in all the, the projects that you do. Um, you really are, you, you have shaped me as, as a human and as an artist. So I want to thank you for that. I, I oh, really thank do. you. That's so nice. I really, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate the holiday season than being there next Sunday at Park I'm West. At Park West. I'm going to be there. I can't wait to see it's it. It's so great. Good. I'm really excited about that show. It's been a while since we've been to Chicago. The last time we were snowed in and I, I was, uh, at some bar and this woman standing next to me she goes excuse me am I on fire and she was <laughs> <laughs> what oh my god she was smoking and her sweater was on fire oh so my god yeah no I, more smoking anymore in there so those I are... <laughs> extinguished a burning woman the last 
time. Oh, there you are. What a memory. And Hopefully now, it won't be as dramatic this time. There yeah, we are. In a different way, it'll be dramatic, I We hope. no longer need to hold out for a hero because we have you, Viv. <laughs> uh, Justin Vivian Bond, thank you so much for taking time out today. Break all the legs when thank you come you. to uh, Chicago at the Park West next Sunday, uh, December 10th. Cannot wait to see you. Uh, be well and, and happy holidays to you. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have got to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, there's more out Chicago right after this, so stick around. I'm Honey West. Welcome to Out Chicago on WCPT. Welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here and Ella Miller going along, basking in the glow. Yes, Scott's playing some of uh, Kiki and Herb's uh, delightful, delicious (laughs) holiday tunes. I'm telling you, it's great. It's great. And, you know, we're keeping the Yuletide very gay. Yes, we are. This this show today Mm -hmm. because, look, Chicago Gay Men's Chorus is celebrating 40 Years. Wow. What? What? With the big 4 ho ho Joining us now is artistic director Jimmy Moorhead. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And congratulations on 40 years. Holy wow. shnikes. That is time flies. I know. That's crazy. Right? It's amazing. How long have you been with the with the chorus? Um, I've been with the chorus about 15 of those 40 years. Um, I've been artistic director about eight. And before that, I was the accompanist under my predecessor, Patrick Sinizich. And I shout out to him. Um, and I'm the only third artistic director in 40 years. So, like, we've had a good run. Yeah. You really have had a good run, especially, you know, the way the turnover can happen, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the non-permits and stuff. For folks who might not be familiar, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about the mission of the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus? Yeah, so we are a very community-based organization. Um, we aim to entertain and enlighten and educate and build community. Um, we have um, we kind of joke around that even though we're called Chicago Gay Men's Chorus, and I want to rest on those shoulders of the the very brave singers who um, founded us in 1983. Um, but not all of us live in Chicago. Some people do drive in from the suburbs or Indiana, and not everyone <laughs> identifies as gay. We have some straight people. We have some bisexual people. We have some lesbians. Like, it's all, all, all are welcome. Um, not everyone identifies as male. We have some female singers and a bunch of non-binary singers and some trans singers as well. And, you know, some of us don't sing too well, and then the rest of us just help each other out. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful, um, great community um, that we come together and do about four shows a year. So we're, we're excited to kick off our holiday season this weekend with the big four oh ho ho I know it's 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 amazing. Well, first of all, I just love how the the whole organization has evolved over you know over the forty years. You know, as you said, it started out with the brave souls who were like at the time. I couldn't imagine being you know was eighty three to come out to be like, all right, we are the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus. We're going to sing because we're a bunch of gay men. That was bold. Yeah. That is very bold at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and and very public. And then to have this you know morph into like you know. As we've got a big umbrella with this LGBTQ community, so let's have everybody come on and join us and, and sing. For you personally, what is it about choral singing that really just butters your biscuit? Because 
I, you know, I grew up singing like in the church choir, did my high school choir. I was in the show choir. I loved, I loved choral singing. What is it about it that just makes you go, "Mm -hmm, yes. Well, I do still have a church choir, which I just got off of that job this morning. Oh, gosh, okay. Thank <laughs> still you. buttering that bit. <laughs> um, however, um, what, what is very unique about CGMC is that we don't just, um, we do some choral classics. We do do some, like, full-on, legit, classical, a Bebo Ave Maria or a Lauritsen O Magnum Mysterium, and those will happen every now and then. But in the grand scheme of things, we sing show tunes and we sing pop songs and we dance and sing and kick high and throw glitter and have a gay old time in the truest sense of the word. Um, And so although we we, we cover a whole bunch of different areas and that's all that's kind of what attracts me because having only one style of music to do every time gets a little boring after a while. Yeah, a little snooze fest. and even and I can guarantee that if if there's one song that you don't like in a show, I'm sure there's going to be one in a couple moments. <laughs> that's just, right, right. So um, we kind of run the gamut in terms of um, style and um, uh, vocal technique and a whole bunch of things. So um, we we just you know have a a gay old show and it's a good time. And Jimmy, do you curate it yourself or is it a collaborative effort for the songs that you choose? Uh, my singers do have very strong opinions about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet, I bet. Um, I'm sure they do. They all have my email as well. Um, <laughs> and and I get to hear about it. But that's all good. That's all good. Um, they have some great ideas, and some of them I get to integrate. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm planning about a season in advance um, just to make sure that we have everything, all of our ducks in the line and mm-hmm. can make sure that we're ready and prepped to go. Yeah, so what is in store uh, for the big 4 ho ho So, I think this might be the first public announcement. Oh. Um, but last Sunday, we had a very long recording session and recorded almost the entire show that we're doing this weekend. So we will be releasing our 40th anniversary um, recording uh, called Joy, and it will feature a lot of arrangements that I've done for the chorus, um, which are mostly um, public domain songs and some originals. So it's everything from I Get Even Gayer at Christmas to a brand new joy to the world that the chorus has been singing uh, my arrangement of it for about five years. So um, those will all be available um, by the end of the month, hopefully. And that's super exciting that we get to add one more recording into our, into our mix. Sounds like a great stocking stuffer. Do other cities have uh, a chorus with the history of Chicago gay man's chorus, Jimmy? Um, there are lots and lots of gay men's choruses and lesbian choruses and trans choruses and gay youth choirs all across the country. <clears throat> um, so it, think of a big city and they probably have one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, even smaller communities have one as well. Um, we broke off from Windy City Gay Chorus, um, gay choirs, I think they're called. My friend Christopher is their conductor right now. Um, and we are good friends and we wish them the happiest of holidays. But Indianapolis, New York. Philadelphia, St. Paul, Minnesota, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. I have to think the Chicago gay men's course was at the forefront, though, or at least one of the one of the first. We we are one of the bigger ones. Yes, yeah. um, we're about two hundred active singing members, and we have about 
50 to 75 additional members who are, we call them leave of absence. So they're just taking the show off for life or marriage or whatever things have come up for the last six months. And hopefully they'll be singing with us again in the spring. Very nice. Yeah. So when people are coming to the auditorium theater on December 8th uh, or heading up to Skokie to the North Shore Center for Performing Arts on the 10th, uh, what can, what can folks expect? I mean, it sounds like if they if they can't come, it sounds like there might be like a digital option that they can like purchase and download and celebrate uh, the holidays wherever wherever. But if they're actually going to come to the show, what 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 the, what's what's in store? Well, there will be some great singing. Um, there will be some dancing and maybe a Santa and leather. Okay, um, as you do. Um, you know, it, that's the thing. And um, it'll it'll be a wonderful, wonderful way to kick off the holiday season. So I hope everyone can join us Friday at the auditorium or Sunday at North Shore Center in Skokie. Now, you're mm-hmm. also going to be performing a little bit later on this month at Theater on the Lake. Yes, we're going to do a, a, a quick recap of our holiday show at Theater on the Lake for another 300 tickets are available there, I think. Um and we'll still have the full band and a smaller group because we can't all fit on stage there. So it'll just be a smaller por- portion of us. And we'll get to do the whole show one more last time for anyone who couldn't make it this weekend. Beautiful. Amazing. Lots- Amazing. And the auditorium. I mean, there, it doesn't get any better than that. Maybe the lyric in the auditorium, too, my favorite yeah. when it comes to acoustics and just the beauty of being in those two theaters. Uh, so it's well-deserved. And I'm happy to see that that's where people can come enjoy the Gay Men's Chorus. Thank you. Thank you. I have done a couple of shows at the auditorium already, and I'm excited. To, I've taught at Roosevelt for a long time. And so I've been on that stage quite a bit, mm. and it's it's wonderful to bring come home and bring the Game of Chorus with me. And it's such a gorgeous venue, and their staff and their um, crew, they're just absolutely wonderful to work with. So we're super excited to be there um, this Friday. Yeah. Is this the first time that Chicago Game of Chorus has performed at the auditorium? I don't think it is. I think it's our first time by ourselves, um, but I think we did do a um, tribute concert for 9-11 um, back in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. So that would have been the first time. Um, and, of course, Dance for Life is at Auditorium Theater, and right. that's so fantastic right. for them. Um, and so we're just – this, I think, will be our first, like, our own show um, by ourselves at the auditorium. Excellent. Oh, and we will be joined by um, Chicago Tap Theater. Um, Mark Yonnelly's group, uh, Chicago Tap Theater, will be joining us for a couple tunes again this holiday season. So we'll have some professional tappers, you know, clicking away. Oh, my goodness. I mean, come on. didn't get gayer than that. You got some tappy taps. You got some like, glitter going on there. You got some fun medleys happening. Love it. We're making the Yuletide super duper gay. Definitely. There might even be a ball. I'm just saying. Oh, all right. All right. Well, you know, you know how I feel about balls. So that's always exciting. There we go. Exactly. There we are. Well, uh, and coming on, I know you're going to, December sounds packed for you guys right now. What do you have planned for uh, 2024? Well, in 2024, we will do our live singing drag show, which we call Lipstick and Lyrics. And we're keeping our 40th February, beginning of March, at the Center on Halstead. And then our May show is Party Like It's 1983. We're going to celebrate all the things that happened the year we were born and in May and have a 
gay old 80s time. Oh my, okay. It sounds, there's always fun, something fun going on there's with Chicago Gaiman's course. Yeah. I know, I know. And it's, <laughs> but you know, there's gotta be, there's something just so wonderful and, and about just looking at the, the bigger picture about how we've progressed as, as a community, how we've progressed just like as a society at large. But you have 40 years of, you know, queer artists up there singing and to be on the auditorium stage in a program that is just you, that's got to feel like a huge milestone. Oh, completely. And um, thinking back, I, I know there were singers back in the 80s who wouldn't even list their name on the program because they were teachers yeah. and were worried about getting fired mm. or losing their job or losing their apartment. And thank God we don't have to worry about those things anymore. And things have come so far. And like, there's still more work to do. And we, we still have more progress to make in our own community and even in our own little world of Chicago Gay Men's Chorus. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, we have come so far, and it's wonderful to be able to celebrate on the auditorium stage and in Skokie for our 40th holiday show. Do you still have members that were original members? I was just going to... With you, Jimmy? Um, we don't. Mm. Um, most of them have retired to Palm Springs. <laughs> hey, and who can blame them? There we go. Well-deserved, yeah. Um, we, you know, how many winters can you put up with? I get it. Um so um, a huge shout out to them. Um, I, we, we, we range in age from like 18 to like 76, if I have the numbers correctly. Okay. So um, not all of them have been there for the whole 40 years, but um, we, we, you know, we, we stretch a good, uh, a good age range still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Do you know like how the, the longest, who's the person that has like the longest tenure there? Or how long is the... <laughs> I think it would be in the early 30s, if I'm remembering correctly. Wow, 30 years. That's just amazing. Well, it is a a constant uh, source of joy and inspiration for folks. It is indeed a celebration and and keeping the Yuletide super duper gay. Y'all, you have two opportunities to catch the big four oh ho ho. December 8th at the auditorium and then on December 12th at the North Shore Center for Performing Arts. And then if if you missed that, you can go check out Joy celebrating 40 years of Chicago Gay Men's Chorus at Theater on the Lake on the 17th. If you want to find out information about tickets or uh, all the the information, you can go to cgmc.org. And is that going to be where uh, folks could could get the, the, the album that you just recorded? Um, we'll, we'll put something on the website for sure, but it'll be in all of the places you can download and buy things. Damn. So I... Spotify. That'll be happening this week. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Thank you for the, for giving us the scoop, Jimmy Moorhead, artistic director of Chicago Gay Men's Course. Uh, have so much fun uh, coming up this week, and uh, happy holidays to you. Same to all of y'all. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate thank it. you. All right. We've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is the final thrilling show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT. Hi, this is Renee Taylor. You're listening to Out Chicago. 
WCPT 820. Welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here and Ellen Miller. Y'all, I'm so excited about this holiday season. It's going to be so much fun going on right here. It is. Although I think there's a few less parties this year. It does seem like that. You know, like people that, like, we always have a neighbor's party. We do it for our block. Uh-huh. It's great because we don't offend any of our friends by not having it because it's just strictly our, our, uh-huh. our neighborhood. And uh, due to some travel plans that we have with fam- Kathy's family, we're not doing it this year. We sent a, an email out just because people, like, when you have a party every year, they're always like, did I not get invited? Mm-hmm. Are we off the list? And, and and it was so touching because so many look forward to it, but we explained it just wasn't going to work out for us and we got some really heartfelt sweet messages about you know how they love the camaraderie and the the love and the togetherness of our of our neighborhood and I feel kind of bad we can't have it but some other friends of ours that often have holiday parties aren't having them either I I don't know exactly what what that is about uh, I haven't really been able to put a finger on hmm. it but uh, we're going to I'm going to a, you know an at properties holiday party this week but other than that uh, not invited to any holiday parties this year. Oh, it's the odor. Is it? The, is that it? Yeah, you smell. No, I'm that- kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I try to. I bathe every day. I bathe every day. I yes, do. I do um, too. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, but maybe people are. But so mm. with your with your neighbors, like with your you know yeah. just your block. Did you did you and Kathy host? We host usually. Oh, okay. we host an uh, open house for our. It used to be just our block, and we've got during COVID, we got to know the next block too because neighbors became, as you know, so right. so oh, important. important. And so we invite like both blocks of Nelson Street, the twelve. No. 1300 blocks of our of our street are all invited and it is a fun party because we've got great neighbors you oh, know? Yeah. We well and you two are fun people you know Thanks. like y- y'all know how to you know you know how to throw a party well, we just you know put a lot of good food and put the booze out there and the rest yeah kind of happens yeah, yeah, yeah. but we do have good people there's a mix of uh you know uh, uh, our, our neighborhood is mainly straight, but we have some gay couples that we always have that are um, men. I don't think there's any gay women on our street that have come, but it's some great gay men couples, and uh, everybody just gets along. Everybody's progressive in their thinking, uh-huh. you know, which is nice. Yeah, so I'm going to miss it a little bit. I have been trying to convince Jerry to do. I want to. I want to throw. I want to throw a party. Okay. I want to throw a party. Just New Year's. I know. Well, what I was thinking. Since my birthday is right before New oh, Year's. Oh, yes, it is. It is right before New Year's. It's a horrible birthday. Uh, and my 50th was kind of, it, it was, there was a research, there was a spike in COVID cases. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Jerry did an incredible yes, job to mm-hmm. like, you know, hello, I got proposed to, you know, my sister was happened. like, yeah. the, like people like from out of town surprised mm-hmm. me. It was really lovely, but I didn't get to have one of those big, you know, like a celebration. Like I was able to throw one for Jerry because when he turned 50, because it was outside, yeah. you know, his birthday's in the summertime. So right. we were able to take over the courtyard. We made it beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was lovely and wonderful, but I didn't get to have that. Yeah. So I kind of want to do a 50 comma T-O-O, mm-hmm. a 52 party Two. because that's what like, I will be. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay. I know. But every time I bring it up, New Jersey, I was like. Mm. He's just not can't get on board, huh? Yeah, and I don't know what it is. Hmm. I don't know. It's just it's just me. I just remember that one open house that we had that holiday party when we first moved in. You were, oh, I you was and there. It was there. great. It was just fabulous. Yeah, you know, parties are a lot of work and they cost money. They let's cost face money. It. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, but 
I always it's if only one of us worked at a place that had a discount on food. Well, hmm. Hmm. if that only happened, hmm. maybe you could have. Hmm. Wait a second. Wait a second. Well, I hope you do. I know. I'm I, probably not. Okay. It's probably it's not going like, to be in the, in the cards this year because you know there is COVID is back, but I don't know that that's it as much as maybe everybody last year. I mean, I think last year was our first year having the party. Uh, since I don't remember if we did it in 2021, but we did it in 2022, and it was great to be back together with everybody. And I guess it doesn't have to be every year, but you know, um, time goes by. We're not getting any younger, and I just like to enjoy every. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, thing. you know, I just want to have like again. It's my love language. Yeah. To like to host to that's, have people over. Yes, that's how you I know. operate too. Oh, I, I know. We're I, I very have, similar that way. I used to have this. I think I've told the people about this before and told you about it. But I had this legendary holiday party uh, started in the 80s when uh, the boss of WXRT gave us all $100 at Christmas time. And I went to the liquor store and just bought a bunch of booze. And a friend of mine said, hey, my company gave me a turkey. So she brought the turkey over and was started in a small apartment on Oakdale in 1982 and just grew into this annual event where hundreds and I mean hundreds of people came. They were legendary. Yeah, These in, parties, like these, in, in a well, small apartment. It, it grew, then I moved in 1986 to a uh, three flat where I had the top unit, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. a duplex up, so people were everywhere. My parents were at every party. My friends would ask, are your parents going to be there? Because if they're going to be there, we're coming. And I, you know, they yeah. loved my parents. And the, we just invited everybody that was in our world, and uh, which was a lot of people because we were both in radio. Yeah, of course. Or, no, actually, I was with I wasn't with Kathy at the time when oh, I started. Well, but, sorry, Kathy. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. but it, you know, we just had a, a great scandalous. you know like Poydog pondering band members and XRT staff, and it was just quite yeah. a quite an event. And then when Kathy and I got together and we moved into the grown up house, it was like. I don't know that we need to have that kind of party oh, anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. okay. Well, and we just had remodeled a new grown, house. You have the yeah. grown-up version right. of that party. So we don't do the. But then it turned into this neighborhood party, which is has been great, you know, for our neighbors. It keeps. I look. There's nothing like getting to. I think if you live among people that you would enjoy and that you see and when you walk around, you smile, you want to say hi to them. It's just better for your health and better for your life. Agreed. In general. Agreed, agreed. So, yeah, but that's, right. I guess well, we'll have to make our own Maybe fun. I still have time. You do have time. I have time. I hope I'm convincing you. I know. I, don't know. I want to go to a party. Darn it. <laughs> Time's running out, though. I mean, there's only a couple more weekends before Christmas. I know. Or not. I know, I know. Well, I'm thinking maybe it'll be like a New Year's thing. The New Year's? Yeah. No plans yet. Like combination New uh-huh. Year's. Birthday. 52. 52 also. Which I think is just so, so clever. Patting myself on the back. Oh, you should. You know, you it's should. like a 50th do-over. Why not? Well, there's a lot of do-overs since the pandemic. People are still right. doing them do-overs. Still doing the, the do-overs. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. Here. On the holiday party dilemmas. Yes. Scott but in the Ellen. meantime, we can like make sure that we go to Park West to go see Kiki and Herb. I... That's fun. I just don't even. I I'm gonna goof more. Yeah, there's something so amazing about Justin Vivian Bond and um, Kenny. Oh, Melman. 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 That's about the two of them together. Um, It feels kind of like you're watching a 
Viv made made some uh, allusions as to like, well, maybe you don't think they are Christmas songs, but I think that they are Christmas yeah, they songs. Have snow in them. They've got snow in them, but or not because mm-hmm. you have you know Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that somehow morphs into Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. You're like, wait, what? It's like songs. Spirit, I get it. There we are. But songs that should never ever be performed by cabaret artists, or you wouldn't even think about uh, a cabaret artist performing. They perform them. It is, and and as as Viv was saying too, you kind of something about the original tune becomes illuminated by the other songs that get added into it. It's kooky, so funny, so funny, and loud. That's fun. I know. I I, I think we're definitely going. I definitely want to see them after after talking with Viv. It just sounds just right up my alley. I know. It's the parody, all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I wonder if she wears the her 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 decolletage. Her decolletage. Yes, her decolletage hangs rather low. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, there we are. More things or to Kiki. look forward to. Yes, yes. <laughs> Old lady saggy boobs. <laughs> In drag. Um, I know you haven't watched this yet, and this is somehow. Yeah, you were telling me about this look, show. There is this new, um, like, a TV miniseries, I guess is what we call it. Mm-hmm. It's on Showtime, uh, and it's fellow. Travelers. Uh, I want to say it's based on a book because there was an opera that we talked about uh, that Chicago Opera did a couple years ago about the same time. It is about um, these gay men who work in government in D.C. in the uh, late in the 50s and 60s. And it is about the what people do to how they survived. You know, yeah. how gay men survived right. in, in this very conservative world very when you could lose your job, when it was, you know, you could be in, in, imprisoned, you can be put into a mental institution. Like mm. all of these things were happening. Uh, and it is so good, this show, The Fellow Travelers. It's with Matt Bomber. Who, oh, Matt, our yeah. old friend. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Matt, a different Matt. Not, not Matt Baum. Oh, not Matt Baum. Matt Bomber. A different Matt. Or is it Bomer? Bomer. He's he's the gay guy from Suits. He's been oh, out his entire yeah. career. Okay. Uh, he's so talented and so handsome. Um, mm. Look, these there are some sexy time scenes. There are a lot of sexy time scenes. The sexy time scenes have been really getting a lot of attention uh, from this because it's a mm-hmm. um, shall we say enthusiastic okay okay <laughs> and, and creative but it's like it's it feels like so often whenever there comes down to like in in the television show or if it is a uh, movie or whatever sort of media presentation whenever it comes to two men being intimate together to having sex yeah. let's just say having sex let's mm-hmm. two men having sex doing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it is always weirdly like sanitized or shot around in a way that's like Oh, this kind of happens. Like pan over to the, you know, mm-hmm. pan over. This is it is unafraid. It is, it's. Robert Cornelius speaking of Poydog yeah. pondering. Robert Cornelius is like some of these things make me blush. Like it Ooh. is. I mean, it is it's like making Robert blush. You know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's like the storytelling is incredible. But the actual like showing showing that, um, 
I was listening to to a, a piece about it earlier, and mm-hmm. uh, I want to say that the New York Times television critic was like, "Here, the thing that really makes the sex scenes so unique is that they talk during them." Mm-hmm. You know, and you actually learn about the characters. You learn a little bit more of them mm-hmm. um, through this act. Okay. I don't know. Okay. It's it's so, it's really good. It's My beautifully is peak, so. shot. Yeah. The acting is really, And ne- what network really, is it's it on Showtime? Showtime. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think like, if you got Hulu. They've always been at the forefront, it. Showtime. Yeah, they have like mm-hmm. with the L word mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. Is that where Queers Folk? I think Queers Folk was on Showtime too. Wow, did you ever watch Queers Folk? Oh yeah, I did not. Yeah, we watched it. Oh, I, I mean, not as it. religiously as uh, the L word, but yeah. Well, of course. I Hal mean. Sparks. Yes, Queers Folk. That's Queers where folk. I got to know him. I know. Same. I didn't watch it too much because I yeah. didn't have cable. Oh yeah, it was that back would, in that, would that make was it difficult. wasn't back in the ni- that was in the nineties, <sighs> late nineties, late nineties, early aughts oh, for like. For Queer as Folk. I know the L word definitely came on a little what bit afterwards. I don't know. I can't remember. But so with that, they were, the whole thing was like, you know, them showing gay sex yeah. in a way. This is completely de- like in, in that vein. But it's it's really good. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, you should watch it. It's, it's so lovely. And it's heartbreaking oh. because you watch people who have to make, who have to navigate the world. Mm-hmm. Deeply closeted, yeah. or you have to make the decision of like how how open are you? Um, and it follows this group of primarily men, mm-hmm. and it shows that not just it's not just like a group of friends, you know. It shows how like the levels of trust and the levels of intimacy that people like when you can gather mm-hmm. safely. How do you do that safely when you could be fired, imprisoned? put in a mental institution like it it goes there and, and to see the different choices that the characters make you know there's one who's married to a woman mm-hmm. and has oh, yeah, children was very common back then yeah there are other people who don't and then mm-hmm. you know there's one you know there's a black man you know who's there and who has to navigate his family probably well no just navigate just being <laughs> gay and being black mm-hmm. you know in america mm-hmm. you know that is still a thing that, that happens and it's a reminder that we don't want to go back there it because is because of how cruel and, and hard it is you know for people mm-hmm. to, to not be their authentic selves so. but let me tell you yeah. Two thumbs up, right over okay. here. You got to go check it out. I got to see it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, indeedly, doodly. So I'm doing something interesting after I leave today. What, what, what? I'm going to Greek Town for the uh, the Chicago tree light, the Greek Town Chicago tree lighting. Ooh. I'm going to join uh, some Greek friends and Maria Pappas and do some caroling in Greek Town. I don't know. Are you caroling in Greek? I, I, no, I can't do that. Uh, but I you can know. do anything. I, I can't do that. Are you bringing if your harmonica? That, I wasn't playing. Maybe I should. <laughs> you should bring your harp along. If they look at, if they start caroling in Greek, I will be playing the harmonica them, put, for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a friend a, invited me, and it sounds kind of fun. And uh, you know, get in touch with my Greek heritage. And you know, Maria Pappas was very popular on Friday because uh, the property tax bills were all due. Oh, December first, yeah. one of our not so favorite yeah. holidays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. But well, she that does a good like job fun. with it. She's a great, uh, she's a great, uh, you know, city civil servant. She's always 
you know, handled her office with with integrity and pride. And I hear she's got an international Christmas holiday uh, display on in her office of all every Kwanzaa, every kind of holiday of possible. Holidays. Yeah. So she's a very neat. She's she makes me proud to see a, a great be, woman doing what she does. Come on, Opa. Yeah. Opa. Say, Opa. All right. Well, uh, have a super duper fun time Thank with you. that. Uh, and that comes to the end of our uh, sure show. Does. I want to thank all of our guests, uh, Simone Kalinger from uh, AIDS Foundation Chicago, Jimmy Moorhead of uh, the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus. Make sure you check them out at the Auditorium Theater on the 8th, North Shore Center for Performing Arts on the 10th. And I am still just like gagged by being able to speak with uh, Viv. Viv, Justin Vivian Bond. Uh, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. Go see Kiki and Herb at the Park West on December 10th. Uh, you will not be uh, disappointed. There we go. Uh, Paul, I want to thank you so much for filling in uh, for Devin. Devin, hoping you're feeling better over yes, there. Devin. Alex, thanks so much for running the shows back there. Uh, Ellen Miller, have a fabulous time uh, with, with your Greek people. I'll report back next week. There you go. Break a plate for me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank and you. I'm Scott Duff. And until next week, stay, stay proud. proud.